KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, a blend of computer science, statistics, and domain expertise. Learn more about University of California San Diego's online Master of Data Science program at omds.ucsd.edu. Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Wednesday, August 16th. The heat wave in the state could soon lead to a flex alert for San Diegans. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. Yesterday was the last day for voters to submit their ballots in the special election for the District 4 seat on the San Diego County Board of Supervisors. For the latest results, visit sdvote.com. The unofficial results will be updated on Thursday at 5 p.m., but we won't have final results until they're certified. The deadline for that is September 24th. If no candidate receives a majority of votes, the top two will participate in a runoff election November 7th. Tijuana's Little League All-Star Baseball team will be playing in the Little League World Series on Friday in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. It's the first time that Tijuana Little Leaguers have made the World Series since 2013. The team of 10 and 11-year-olds won the Mexican National Tournament last month, securing their spot in the World Series. The first four matches in the series kick off today, and Mexico's opponent on Friday will be based on the winning teams in today's matches. The heat continues across the county, so much that a heat advisory has been issued in the county's mountain areas. And an excessive heat warning for the deserts goes into effect at 10 this morning. Both are in effect until 8 p.m. tomorrow. Temperatures are expected to reach 98 in the mountains and up to 115 in the deserts. There's also a chance of continued thunderstorms in those areas. Temps in the inland parts of the county will be in the low 90s today. The National Weather Service says that's up to 8 degrees above normal for this time of year. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. San Diegans haven't seen a flex alert yet this year, but one could be coming. Stain power grid operators are monitoring a heat wave in Northern California that's been putting pressure on the state's electric grid. Reporter Matt Hoffman has more. San Diego hasn't seen temperatures rising dramatically, but because the power grid is interconnected, residents could be asked to conserve energy if demand outweighs supply. On Tuesday, grid operators said energy supplies are expected to cover higher demand this week. 
Alex Welling is a communications manager with San Diego Gas and Electric. He says if a flex alert is issued, residents will be asked to reduce their electric use to avoid a situation that could end up in rolling blackouts. He says those are not anticipated, but people should be prepared for the unexpected. What I mean by that is, God forbid, there's a fire that takes out a transmission line up in Northern California or some other natural disaster emergency happens that takes out a source of power, then we have to kind of rethink what we're doing. Matt Hoffman, KPBS News. Providers of homeless services in Chula Vista say they are seeing an influx of people experiencing homelessness and seeking services. Reporter Jacob Ayer says providers are overwhelmed. It's been a rush of people coming down from San Diego looking for food, shelter, showers, and other homeless services throughout South Bay and at Community Through Hope. Sebastian Martinez is the executive director of the Chula Vista nonprofit organization. Normally that food lasts us Monday through Friday, but right now we're running out Wednesday and sometimes we're running out midday. He says the number of people wanting services has doubled and even tripled on certain days since the San Diego camping ban took effect. Chula Vista Mayor John McCann says the city is considering a similar unsafe camping ordinance to San Diego. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. There is a vintage upright piano at Liberty Station right now. Education reporter M.G. Perez introduces us to the young musicians behind the piano. Here comes the sun and I say it's alright. 14-year-old McKenna Stumpo and his lifelong friend, 14-year-old Liam Kett, have a creative connection that they most recently used in a collaboration to revive an aging Iverson Pond upright piano. This piano is significantly older. It's lived about three lifetimes. McKenna is an accomplished piano player and singer. Liam plays the electric guitar. Together they make music and create art, which brings us to the piano project they started last October to earn community service hours at school. The piano was headed to the junkyard, but the boys were sure it still had value and a reason to play on. That's when they reached out to the National Sing for Hope organization, a New York City-based nonprofit that uses artists everywhere to bring hope healing and inspiration through art to people who need it most, starting with restored pianos. Someone paints a piano, it's put in the public for about three weeks, that's where we are right now is in the public display, and then it's donated to a forever home such as a hospital, school, a community center, even someplace like this. Since July, the piano has lived in this corridor at the corner of Dewey Road and historic Decatur Road in Liberty Station, its keyboard available to anyone passing by. There are lots of my signature style doodles, and there's skateboards, there's waves all over the piano. Liam is also a talented artist who uses acrylic paint and markers to draw. The piano became his canvas, honoring his beloved Ocean Beach community. It's a sun with rays shooting out and a large-scale ocean beach pier with a bunch of waves breaking. 
For McKenna, there is a deeper message in his music, inspired by the legendary piano man. Coming down here, you'll see little kids tinkering around on the piano, and who knows, maybe that could inspire someone to take lessons and become uh, <laughs> the next Billy Joel. Slow down, you crazy child, just so ambitious for juvenile. Last year, this incoming high school freshman was named one of San Diego County's most remarkable teenagers for his commitment to community fundraising and for his Billy Joel-like talent, too. Usually, it's just him and his piano, which is what I do. It's not, I don't have a backing track, any drop, like, backing vocals or whatever. It's just me and my piano. His music inspires me. I mean, I, I can't think of a Billy Joel song I don't like. McKenna also helped save lives as a junior lifeguard along San Diego's beaches. Here, he uses a surfboard and his training to make a difference. But with the sound of the waves, you can also hear the passion of his musical talent and how he uses it to help others. That's what music's all about, is bringing people together. Who knows, someone could have not been having a good day, you know? They could have been having thoughts of suicide or whatever, and they, they walked by a piano like this, and they heard someone playing, or they sat down and played it. We talked with Camille Zamora, co-founder of Sing for Hope in New York City, about McKenna and Liam's piano project. She gives them an A-plus on the message they've created through their music. It expands our minds. It breaks down those barriers. And I think that connection with that spark of innovation is something that we all need. Here comes the sun. For now, Liberty Station will allow the boys' piano to stay until they can find its forever home. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. Coming up, an author headlining this year's Festival of Books talks about her young adult fantasy series. We'll have that just after the break. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. We're continuing our interviews with authors who will be at the San Diego Union Tribune's 7th Annual Festival of Books this Saturday. Adeline Grace is a local author and one of the festival's headliners. Her latest is a young adult fantasy series that kicked off with Belladonna. It's a gothic-infused romance set against a Victorian-era backdrop. 
The sequel, Fox Glove, comes out on Tuesday. Grace spoke with my colleague, Jade Heineman, about the series. Here's part of their conversation. I want to talk about Belladonna first. The inspiration for your series actually came from a moment where you envisioned your own death. Tell us more about that. Yeah. So I was such a weird kid. I mean, my relaxing music I grew up listening to was like Sweeney Todd. So I've always been, I guess, a little bit of an oddball, but I actually, my first job was working in live theater. And one of the shows I was working on back when I lived in Arizona, Arizona Broadway Theater, um, was The Secret Garden. And I was up in the rafters on the catwalk way high above the audience. And, you know, I had seen this show probably 50 times at this point. My brain is just on autopilot and nobody knows I'm up there. And I'm just staring down at the audience, watching like the ghost on stage sing. And I just had this weird thought of like, what would happen if I fell? You know, would anybody be able to see me? Like, would I, would I die? Would I become a ghost? Would I haunt this theater? Um, And it was this very initial spark of the idea for Belladonna because, you know, again, the ghosts are singing on stage. We have this backdrop and like this eerie manner. Um, Yeah, it's kind of just an odd, an odd thought that spiraled into an entire book. And I want to know more about your background in, in Gothic literature. I mean, you turned to classic Gothic novels like Rebecca and Jane Eyre. Uh, tell me more about that. Yeah, so I was actually an English major in college. I loved reading those books so much. That was always my favorite part of school, just the, the Gothic literature courses, the fairy tale courses, all of that. So being able to kind of weave all those elements together into a book that I got to create was just the best of every world. Um, It's been so much fun. The Victorian era especially has always just been so fascinating toward uh, to me. I would never want to live in it. It's a very um, kind of gross time period, but it's fascinating as well. You know, they had such an interest in death at that time and would take photographs with their, with, those that they have lost. Uh, it was just a very interesting time that fits very well towards Gothic literature. No doubt about that. Uh, let's talk about your main character, Signa. Even though both books take place in the Victorian era, her internal struggles are, are pretty relatable to a lot of young women. Uh, could you tell us more about that? Yeah, so Signa has spent her entire life just wanting very much to fit in. She feels like the odd duck out in every scenario. Um, Her entire life, people around her have died of strange and mysterious circumstances, and she is not sure why. And she very much thinks that if she just kind of follows the rules of society and fits in and plays her part, that she will find, you know, room for herself and she will find a space where she is accepted. And along the way, I don't, you know, I don't want to spoil too much of the book, but of course, along the way that she has to learn that that is not being true to herself and that there's a cost to that. Um, And she has to find the sort of balance of who she is, who she personally wants to be and how she can carve out a space for herself in the world that doesn't want her to want the things that she wants. Adeline, before Belladonna and Foxglove, you wrote two books also in the young adult fantasy genre. They were much lighter in tone, I'll say. So why do you think fantasy and dark fantasy in particular is so popular with the young adult audience? 
Oh, that's a great question. You know, I feel like publishing is really changing. Uh, young adults became a huge thing back when I was growing up and I was considered young adult. You know, it was very much like the Twilight era. Um, and I feel like a lot of the people who grew up with those books are now getting older and they are looking for something with a similar pace of a young adult novel, which are very quick paced books. And they're looking for something a little bit older though, you know, characters who are in their twenties, stories that are a little bit more romantic, a little bit darker. And that was very much what I focused on for Belladonna, which is a much more, um, upper YA sort of category. That's the new cool term, I guess, in publishing where my first series, all the stars and teeth was a lot more high fantasy, a lot more grounded in the young adult traditional genre, um, a character who, you know, is 18, very much in the, the teenager sort of space and becoming, they're discovering who they are. That is a very traditional aspect of a young adult novel, uh, where Belladonna is a little, excuse, a little bit older, a little bit more romantic, um, a little bit more romance on the page. That was author Adeline Grace speaking with KPBS Midday Edition host, Jade Hydman. Grace will be on a panel at the Festival of Books on Saturday at 12 p.m. The festival runs from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at USD. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. Join us again tomorrow for more of the day's top stories, plus a story about the challenges of bringing more performing arts to the South Bay. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Wednesday. KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org.